0: If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at TNTradio.live. Cutting through the clutter, this is the Misty Winston Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: Well, hey there, and welcome to the Misty Winston Show right here on today's News Talk. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to hang out with me. I need some TNT socks. Um, I have lots of TNT stuff already. I think I need some socks, though. I don't know why not. Um, uh, There's tons of stuff over at the shop, though, if you uh, are into some swag, some gear, some merch, whatever you call it, uh, shirts, hoodies, there's stuff for your pets, there's... Coasters and coffee mugs and socks, obviously. Um, so go get you some stuff and uh, help us spread the word about TNT. We would be great, uh, very grateful for that. Um, okay, so we have. I'm really excited. We have a fantastic show lined up for you today. Uh, two of my most favorite people on planet Earth are going to be joining us momentarily. My friend Keshe, uh, Kendra Christian from Denver and my friend Paula Ayasella from Boston. Um, they're both longtime Assange activists. They are incredible. They are relentless. They are powerful. Um, they, uh, have been doing phenomenal work on the ground for a very long time. So I'm very excited to talk to them. Um, as we have been talking about the two upcoming court dates in February for Assange, um, they have a lot of really amazing stuff that they've been working on. So, uh, we will be bringing them in here in just a little bit. First, let's talk about Rachel Maddow, shall we? (laughs) Holy cow. Okay. So obviously the Iowa caucus was yesterday. If you know me, you know, I really do not care. (laughs) I don't care about electoral politics it's such a waste of time in my opinion uh hey spoiler alert trump won who saw that coming um so i don't really care about that aspect of it um the voting and all of that stuff although watching nikki haley get beat by Ron DeSantis was pretty fun she's awful um uh but what i, w- I did want to talk to you about is that following the announcement of uh trump's win rachel maddow threw a little bit of a temper tantrum on MSNBC and decided that she was not going to be airing uh, Trump's victory speech because she didn't want to um, air a a speech full of lies. She didn't want to be responsible for um, broadcasting, you ready for this, untrue things. Yeah, she said it. It's embarrassing. She's embarrassing. That is just ridiculous on so many levels. This is a woman who went into court and argued that nobody should take her seriously. And a judge actually ruled in her favor that nobody should take her seriously um, because she's an obvious liar. This is who we're talking about. This is uh, the woman who for, I don't know how long, how long did she scream about russia gate every single day on her show uh my friend matt Orfila made a phenomenal we just had him on recently uh he makes those great mashup videos and he made a phenomenal mashup video um of her <laughs> relentlessly talking about russia and putin and putin and russia and russia 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 putin 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 um and so this is she for for years she screeched about um uh Russia gate and how vladimir putin uh interfered with the election in 2016 which is garbage we all know it's garbage now um and so the idea that she is um hesitant to broadcast untrue things since when my friend since when you work for msnbc they lied to you about covid they're lying to you right now about israel um she does nothing but uh, lie on her well, that's not fair. I'm sure that there are nuggets of truth in there somewhere, but she does a whole lot of lying on her show on MSNBC. she has for years. And so the idea this is this is what I've been talking about though this is um the way that they are desperately trying to control the narrative. this is what I mean. They will make these justifications. they will pretend like they're doing it to protect you. They want to protect you uh from misinformation. They're not protecting you from misinformation. They are protecting themselves from the truth. That is what's happening. They don't want the truth out there. They want to control what you think, see, hear, read, know, all of those things. And so um, Rachel Maddow pretending like she's doing you some favor. And she even said, we're not going to air his speech because we don't want to broadcast untrue things. Um, But if there's anything significant, we'll tell you about it later. Really? (laughs) I mean, this is um, Chris Cuomo, uh, following the release of Wiki the the uh, 2016 WikiLeaks, um, well, kind of in the middle of it, uh, there was it was kind of leaks came out every day. Um, but Chris Cuomo tried went on national television and tried to tell y'all that um, it's illegal to read WikiLeaks, so you better just let us read the WikiLeaks, and then we'll tell you what's in them. Uh, that's exactly the same logic that she's using here. This is your mainstream media, and this they do this on a regular basis most of the time. They don't tell you (laughs) they don't come out um, and just specifically say, hey, we're not going to report the news. We're just going to we're going to decide what you can and can't hear, what you are capable of um, ingesting in terms of news or information. uh, And then we will uh, we'll let you we'll give you the information we think that you need. So um, just be very mindful of that. I know that mainstream media is dying. It is um, on its way out the door. It's not fast enough, in my opinion. Um, I wish people would stop watching them entirely. Uh, I think it's mostly older people. I think the younger uh, generations have moved on to online sources to independent alternative sources. Um, Not that all of those are great or reputable or that they do a 100% job all the time and that they're always telling you the truth. But I think that mainstream media is very clearly unbelievably corrupt. And in my opinion, one of the greatest threats that we face as a species, not just as a country, as a species, they keep lying us into all of these wars and the COVID stuff and everything like that. So um, if you have older relatives that are still watching Fox News or MSNBC or CNN or any of that stuff. Try to convince them otherwise. It's terrible. And Rachel Maddow is an awful human being. Um, so I just wanted to make fun of her for a little bit. Thanks for letting me do that. Okay. Uh, don't forget, you can follow me over on the tweeters at sarcasm, stardust. Check out the Substack. It's mistywinston.substack.com. There's a write up for the guest of the day every day. So you can find, follow, and support their work as well. And... If you would like, you can shoot me an email, mistywinston at tntradio.live. Guest idea, show idea, rant, question, comment, whatever. Hit me up. I will try to get back to you as soon as possible. And by the way, if you miss your favorite TNT show uh, or interview, you can listen back whenever you want, wherever you want. You can visit the episodes tab on the website, which again is tntradio.live, or uh, we're on all the major uh, podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Podbean, iHeart, and TuneIn. So there is no reason for you to miss out on anything right here on today's News Talk.
2: It's the stuff. What citizen wouldn't
0: want to make American Grizzlies? People are talking about it's vilifying MAGO. It's just not going to work. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: All right, on Tuesday, the U.S. Navy announced that they had seized a boat carrying what the U.S. Central Command, also known as CENTCOM, uh, suspects is a shipment of Iranian weapons intended for the Houthi rebel forces. Here we go, in Yemen. Uh, But unfortunately, the two Navy SEALs who were lost at sea during the mission carried out last week still remain missing amid search and rescue efforts. So here with this story, joining me now is TNT News Producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. All right, so we have two Navy SEALs missing, and um, man... This is getting bad, right, Adam?
0: I hate to say it, but my spidey sense is definitely tingling over this one. It was hardly even reported about the fact that there were two U.S. Navy SEALs missing Although there were little blips about it, it's the type of thing that would have showed up like on the last page in the newspaper, metaphorically speaking, the way it was treated online. And now this. Now they've come out and said, oh, uh, yeah, we have an update on those missing seals. Uh, By the way, though, we scored a bunch of weapons. They were Iranian. They were heading to Yemen. Uh, See, yeah, yeah, nice timing on all this. This is very strange. Again, my spidey sense is tingling. Uh, But – According to uh, the reports, uh, there was a SEAL team involved in an operation. Uh, They were operating from the USS Lewis B. Puller, uh, ESB-3, uh, supported by helicopters and drones, unmanned aerial vehicles. They boarded a Dow in the Arabian Sea off the coast of Somalia on Thursday, January 11th. This is all according to a statement shared by CENTCOM. Today, Tuesday, Uh, once aboard the small vessel, the SEAL team reportedly seized suspected Iranian made ballistic missiles and cruise missile components, including propulsion, guidance and warhead components for medium range ballistic missiles and anti ship cruise missiles like those that the Houthis uh have used in recent attacks targeting commercial shipping. uh, CENTCOM says, quote, This is the first seizure of lethal Iranian-supplied advanced conventional weapons, ACW, to the Houthis since the beginning of Houthi attacks against merchant ships in November of 2023. The interdiction also constitutes the first seizure of advanced Iranian-manufactured ballistic missile and cruise missile components by the U.S. Navy since November 2019, end quote. Uh, Of course, as they're oft to do in situations like this, this is probably why my spidey sense is tingling, CENTCOM shared photos of the various suspected Iranian missile components that the SEAL team had allegedly seized during the January 11th Maritime Raid. They laid it all out, made it look all pretty. It was kind of cool, I guess. But uh, that really drives the point home, doesn't it, when there's a picture attached. Uh, the Houthis, also known as Ansar Allah, are a Zaydi Shiite movement that has intermittently fought with Yemen's internationally recognized government. Since 2004, while the Yemeni conflict has waned in recent months with moves toward a ceasefire in the country, the Houthis have turned their attention to the ongoing Israel-Hamas conflict, launching missile and drone attacks intended to hinder the Israeli side. As part of their efforts against Israel, the Houthis have also repeatedly attacked merchant ships in the Red Sea and Gulf of Aden that they believe are connected to the Israeli side. I think at this point they're just shooting anything that moves through there. Uh, The U.S. government has long suspected the Iranian regime of supplying and funding the Houthis, almost as if this is proof, right? Just saying the Iranian side has cheered the recent Houthi attacks, but has previously denied arming the group or helping it plan its attacks. Missy, this really feels to me like uh, pictures and a story to fill the history books uh, after it's written in the near future. But what do you think about this?
1: Yes. The pictures are, well, the picture, I guess there's really, at least all, all I saw was the one. Uh, it's a little weird. It reminds me of the the pictures that the the local police department will post about, you know, the couple bags of weed and a hundred bucks that they got from some guy and they act like it's this big, oh, look at us doing this good work out here. And it's so crazy. There was uh, somebody on Twitter tweeted out, um, bro, you lost two Navy SEALs to secure 14 ring cameras and an, an Iranian drone. And that's, I mean, if you look at the picture, it doesn't look like. A whole lot of much of anything, it's a little bit crazy. Um, so Dave DeCamp actually has a great article out about this um as well over at uh, uh antiwar.com um from today. Actually, he wrote it earlier this afternoon. Um, and it's uh yeah, n- this all just kind of stinks. This whole thing stinks, and you're right, it does feel as if this is an attempt to kind of guide the narrative and to paint like uh, uh, to write write history in real time or rewrite history in real time or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's um, it, it's definitely interesting to see uh, uh, this kind of. St- it's terrifying though. This whole situation, this whole region, is in a really. It's a very precarious situation. Um, and I it's it's um, something that I think, as we've talked about numerous times on this show, the very smallest thing could push this over the edge in one direction or the other. And I feel like we're just so close to that. And frankly, I I don't know, it feels as if it's a, a little bit of a lost cause, like it's almost unavoidable at this point that this is going to boil over. Um, but I mean, listen, Iran is always uh denied arming the houthis um they have supported them politically they've been open about that they've always denied um <clears throat> arming them or anything like that so i don't know and this th- th- there's a whole lot of um very tenuous relationships that are happening right now, especially with the Saudi, with the Saudis and the UAE. Um, there's been a ceasefire with Yemen there. I mean, this. Ju- there's a lot happening here. And this just feels like a very weirdly timed story. And as you said, these pictures and all of this weird narrative spinning, it's a little suspect to me. But, I mean, what do you think, Adam?
0: There's also this giant, glaring, unanswered question about the missing seals. Right. So what is going on here all they said about it uh general carilla uh said on tuesday quote we are conducting an exhaustive search for our missing teammates end quote that's it that's okay. it okay um <laughs> wow all right yeah they, they keep saying oh operational security purposes we're not releasing any additional information until the personnel recovery operation is complete yada 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 so i don't know i think there's might be something fishy with this missing uh two seal members i don't know uh we will have to wait and see but i I doubt at the end of the day we'll ever know the truth about anything like this we never do
1: yeah no we never do but it is a little strange that as you mentioned um it's it's difficult to find anybody talking about this like if you go to twitter and you search Two Navy SEALs. Some randos on Twitter will pop up who are talking about it. There are some people, as I just mentioned, uh, the post that I just uh, quoted um, was, I just typed that in, two Navy SEALs. I just wanted to see how much chatter there was about this because I did think it was weird. And there's very little conversation happening. There's nobody really in mainstream media. Um, I think CBS Evening News did a very brief piece where they just mentioned, I think, that two Navy SEALs went missing while attempting to board a boat. Um, but they, it's, it's, um, it is... It's difficult to find any. And you would think that that would be a bigger story, especially given what's happening right now there. You would think that that would be something that they would be trying to use to their advantage um, to drum up support for continued conflict. But yeah, there's very little conversation and conversation happening about the two Navy SEALs. So yeah, I'm curious, who are they? What were they doing there? What was the mission? Why were they trying to board this ship? Um, Where did they go? It says that they fell into the ocean, but that seems a little strange. Um, uh, Surely they would have had some sort of Flotation devices. Were they killed by the Houthis after falling into the water? Did they drown? It's just very. It's very weird. It's very suspect. And anytime we have a, a situation like this, um, you know you're being lied to. It, there's just no question about it. So yeah, I mean listen. But they got some. They got some cameras in a an Iranian drone out of the deal. So I don't know. We'll keep an eye on this story, though. We'll see if more information comes out. I doubt it, though. I think that this will be one of those things that they try to just kind of brush under the rug and we hear very little about it moving forward. But we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. Thanks for bringing us a story, Adam. We will talk to you again tomorrow, as always. And hang tight. We're going to be back right after this on today's News Talk.
0: Now, as we move into an election year in U.S. politics at a time when the Western Empire is under attack from within as if an orchestrated decline is the plan. Whilst at the same time, the rise of
1: BRICS nations represents a rise of a new multipolar order. Institutions
0: that have controlled the world are at last being questioned for their behavior and their failures. Absolute power corrupts absolutely, and the truth shall set us free. Those two statements sit at opposite ends of the zeitgeist in a
1: world that is filled with death, destruction, deceit, and a wholesale unwillingness to hold anyone in power to account except for anyone who takes power
3: against
2: the ruling elite, of course, and then we have seen how that system works. Weekends with Jason Olborn on today's News Talk, TNT. My baby's back from the West Coast. (laughs) Hear those pictures that you asked for for your school project? First day of school, cute as a button. <laughs> so long ago. Oh, here's Grandma Florence after that flood wiped out the whole neighborhood. Mm. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe and is the best way to protect that legacy. Ah, those bees smell heavenly. Give Mama look <laughs> you know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. Oh, thank Great you. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. I'm coming to share with you guys. Protect your legacy. Plan for natural disasters today. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, today's news talk. News and information. TNT Radio.
1: All right. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm very excited. Two of my favorite people on planet Earth are joining us now. Uh, Kendra Christian, who has been on before, she uh, runs the Denver Free Assange Group, and then my friend Paula Ayacella, who uh, runs the Assange Defense Boston Crew. Um, They are both incredible activists. They've been on the ground uh, for the Assange cause for a very long time. Unfortunately, uh, they've had to do this for a very long time. Um, They both do phenomenal work. They're relentless, and I'm so excited that they're both here. Uh, As everybody knows, we've been talking about House resolution 934 uh, on the show pretty relentlessly, and also the day X court dates um, that are happening in February in London. So we're going to get into all that and more. Uh, Thanks, ladies, for coming to the show. I'm really excited to have you. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Yay. I'm excited. All right. So Paula, let's start with you because Kendra's been on before and we've talked a little bit about um, the stuff that she does in Denver. So um, can you just tell everybody a little bit about uh, the Boston crew, the things that you guys have going on, and then we'll jump into the um, house res 934 and all that stuff.
4: Yeah, sounds good. Um, So I'm Paula Estella. I live in New Hampshire. I organize in Boston with my fabulous co-organizer, Susan McLucas. The group is Boston Area Assange Defense. We're on Twitter, we, um, uh, we're we street activists, but we also have letter campaigns to our uh, senators. And um, I help organize the DC Action for Assange group. Um, so pretty busy online and on the streets.
1: Yeah. You guys do amazing work. You guys, uh, the street stuff that you do is phenomenal. And I love Boston. So I I always get a little bit jealous when you're uh, out there uh, doing all the cool stuff in Boston. Boston's one of my favorite cities. So, Um, okay, let's talk about House Resolution 934. We've talked about it. I've mentioned it probably more times than people uh, would like me to mention it on the show, but it is a big deal. This is a new bipartisan piece of legislation currently in the house. Um, and it is calling for uh, dropping of the charges against Julian Assange and also protecting journalistic activity. So um, I don't know whichever one of you do, which who wants to jump in and, and talk a little bit about what this legislation really means.
3: You know, I would let, I'd say Paula, go ahead and jump in here for this one. Cause I know you've done the postcard campaign and everything. So I think you'd be good to speak to that.
4: Yeah, the cool thing about working on the Assange case is it forces us to learn about things that we have no idea how (laughs) the process is. So I knew that this uh, resolution was very, very important. Um, It's not a letter. We've had a couple of letters to uh, the DOJ and Biden's administration. But this is the second piece of legislation in the House of Representatives, Um, The first one was introduced in October 2020, and it was initiated by Tulsi Gabbard and Thomas Massey, and that was H.R. 1175. And so it's funny, like I don't even remember it. And maybe I don't remember it because I wasn't knowledgeable enough to get active, kick into gear and do something about it. So when this rolled around and, you know, I'm like things are so critical now, I knew I had to do something to really... um, promote it. So I did a postcard campaign. And in order to do that, I had to understand, like, who am I writing to? Because I knew it was bigger than just reaching out to our own um, representatives. So um, basically, um, the the resolution was um, sponsored by Representative Paul Gosar, Uh, Republican from Arizona. He introduced the resolution on December 13th. It calls for an end to the prosecution of Julian Assange and affirms the First Amendment rights of journalists. It's a really simple, straightforward, written in a straightforward manner, and it begins with um, expressing the sense of the House of Representatives that regular journalistic activities are protected under the First Amendment and that the United States ought to drop all charges against and attempts to extradite Julian Assange. And then they they list, they have a list. And number four is the federal government allowed Julian Assange to return home to his native Australia if he so desires. So there's a hint of compassion there and an understanding of what's going on there. I really like this resolution. And um, so doing the postcard campaign, if you haven't seen it online, I created a um, uh, uh, cover for the postcard, and then on the back um, is the postcard, uh, uh, you know, where to put, where to, who to send it to, and your little note, and a little QR code that sends you to uh, AssangeDefense.org, uh, they have a great, loads of information there, and um, so who are we targeting? I mean, that was the question, I, you know, I I don't know much about this, I, you know, So I had to first look to see who um, sponsored it and try to understand how it works. So the sponsor is Paul Gossar, and then there are uh, seven uh, original co-sponsors, Thomas Massey, Republican from Kentucky, Jim McGovern, Democrat from Massachusetts, Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Greene. I shouldn't rush over these names because thank you, representatives, for doing this. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican from Georgia, Anna Paulina Luna, a Republican from Florida, Eric Burleson, Republican from Missouri, Jeff Duncan, Republican from South Carolina, uh, Ilan Omar, a Democrat from Minnesota. So those are the... uh, seven original co-sponsors and then clay higgins a republican from louisiana signed on the day after on december 14th and so just to just to go over it quickly uh, because i didn't understand how this works and first of all the house resolutions are not binding law but they express the collective sentiment of the house on a particular issue person or event and here's kind of the legislation. Do I have time to do this, Misty? Just run yeah, down. Yeah, we got the a pro- couple minutes.
1: No, we have a okay. couple minutes before break. You're okay.
4: good. Process a, in a nutshell. And this could take months to see any movement in the House. So it's the bill is uh, first assigned to a committee for study. And H.R. 934 resolution re- was referred to the Judiciary Committee. So we know the committee is a Judiciary Committee. If the resolution is recommended by the committee, it is put on a calendar to be debated, amended, and voted on. If it's not put on the calendar, the resolution is dead. Reasons would be because the Judiciary Committee didn't recommend the resolution, or the calendar was too full, or the resolution was not considered a priority, because remember, this will be at the discretion of House leadership. If the bill passes by a simple majority in the House, 218 of 435, the bill moves to the Senate. And then that follows a similar procedure uh, as the House, when it goes, if it went through the Senate. Um, God, yes, please. (laughs) So so we are in, if you notice on the uh, postcard, it says um, this is the 118th Congress, the first session. And so I wanted to understand what that meant. So the 118th Congress spans two years, having started in January 3rd, 2023, and it's going to run through January 3rd, 2025. So the way I understand it is that if House Resolution 934 is not actively heading for a House floor vote by when Congress resumes after summer break of 2024, it is probably dead. So. That's my understanding. So we want to see something happen before summer. So it's really, really, really urgent for all of us to uh, contact our representatives and go beyond a larger group of representatives. I started with the 16 signatories of the McGovern-Massey letter and the April 11th Tlaib letter. I also compiled a list of 57 members of the Progressive Caucus And now I think we can focus uh, campaign writing to the Judiciary Committee that uh, House leader is, uh, the chair is Jim Jordan, who has been running all the congressional hearings on the Twitter files. So he's very, very familiar with the First Amendment issues. So it may work in our favor to have a Republican-sponsored bill going up against a a Republican judiciary-led committee.
1: Yeah, so he's my- been very vocal about censorship and all of that stuff. You're right. He did the Twitter files, uh, hearings with Robert Kennedy. Um, he's an Ohioan. So I've already been uh, calling him and emailing him and writing to him. Um, so I encourage all my fellow Ohioans to um, also become a little bit of a thorn in his side. Um, but yeah, I think that, and everybody, uh, the postcards that Paula's talking about, you can go, she has them on her Twitter page. You can go and print those yourself. They're super easy. You just kind of download the, she formatted them and everything like that. You just download them and you you can print them out very easily um, I use the company Avery um, they make a bunch of like print your own stuff stickers postcards invitations greeting cards all that stuff um, so I always use their stuff um, we've done postcards before we've had them at some of our events where people could just fill them out they're super easy all you have to do is like write your name fill out the address or whatever and you're done so it's a very easy way to kind of get in the elected representatives ears so um uh, definitely go and print some of those off um, and fill those out and send them in it's a really easy way uh, if we send in thousands thousands of those, that starts to make a significant uh, a, a significant difference, I think, or at least uh, gets it out there that there is a, a significant amount of public pressure on this. So, okay, we got to take a quick break and get headlines. Hang tight. We'll be back here on today's News Talk. What station is this?
0: <laughs>
2: station. Ladies
1: and gentlemen,
0: TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. North Korea has decided to abandon efforts for peaceful reunification with South Korea a policy shift confirmed by leader Kim Jong-un. Only a day after launching an anti-ship cruise missile at a U.S. destroyer in the Red Sea, Iran-backed Houthi rebels have struck again, this time hitting an American-owned commercial vessel off the coast of Yemen. Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy has dropped out of the race for the White House after finishing fourth in the first GOP primary of 2024.
1: The common housefly caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information
0: on our website.
4: Oh. Dinner's ready.
0: Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNT Radio
1: All right, we're here with two of my favorite ladies on planet Earth, Kendra and Paula, both um, longtime Assange activists who have been doing amazing work for many years. Um, And Paula, uh, just so uh, everybody knows, Um, A while back, I mentioned what's called the evidence files. I'm sure some of you remember me talking about that. We talked about it several times here on the show. Uh, Paula also created that. Another incredible resource. It's an absolute must-have if you care at all about the Assange case or you're interested in um, discussing it, talking about it, having conversations, all of that stuff. It is a massive um, uh, uh, compilation of um, stuff. I mean, just all of the things that you would need to know. There's a whole lot of information that goes along with the Assange case, and it has Um, Pretty much everything, testimonies, court documents, different articles, um, all of that stuff. So uh, you can email her at AssangeBoston at gmail.com, and she will send you the file for that so you can print it off or just save it to your hard drive or whatever you want to do. It is an absolute must-have if you uh, are interested in the Assange case. And also I'm sure you could get the postcards that way as well. Um, You can also follow... Paula on Twitter at Plucille, P-L-U-C-I-L-L-E 54 um, on Twitter. So you can find uh, all of this stuff and also keep up with what she's got going on in Boston. Um, And there, I mean, just an unbelievable amount of stuff uh, that Paula has done over the years. But okay, Kendra, let's talk about what's going on in Denver, because um, you guys obviously are um, uh, doing uh, stuff all the time. But with Day X coming up, uh, what kind of things do you have planned uh, moving into February?
3: Well, so first, a big thing that we have planned is to support Paula's uh, postcard campaign. So we had that uh, larger email. We have a larger email list, you know, and then our subcommittee. So that went out today along with the attachment. Um, so we're, we're pushing that really hard locally to, for everybody to contact their Colorado reps and more, um, our group, a member of my group, uh, Bill, I have two guys, Bill and Judy, who have been with me from the very beginning, which you guys know, it's been a lot from the very beginning. Uh, so he's busy printing that off. Um, so we're doing that. We're going to support that campaign. We have our committee has, um, doubled for day X. And we're really excited about that. So one of the first things that we're doing is we are going to, um, one of the guys, bros has, uh, developed a script and we're all, we asked everybody to meet us at the Capitol this, uh, Saturday at 2 PM. And we're going to do just a promotional video for, uh, day X. We have a drone. Uh, I've got like a million pieces of chalk because it really, it takes like one entire piece of chalk to write free Assange. So just yeah. in case anybody's going to be chalking, um, <laughs> and that starts to hurt the, fi- uh, the fingers at the end. So anyway, so we're going to do that. We're hoping to have a good group show up there. Um, uh, so that's our first thing. And then for day X, we're, uh, you know, we're in the process of planning, we're working to get speakers. We already have uh forest mommy committed. I'm gonna speak. Uh, Jacob Laurie is gonna speak. Uh, we have one uh actual mayor in office right now with the libertarian party who supports julian assange so we're working to get him and i apologize i'm spacing his name right now but so we're working to increase the uh speakers list we've got a request out to david barsamian so um yes a slight bit of public pressure there uh we really hope to have him but he has been so supportive of us and julian assange he has his own show that he's you know constantly updating people on and everything like that so working to get speakers and then another thing that we're excited about is a lot of the you know Denver did a uh poetry contest recently and we're you know that will soon be up online as soon as we can get the A4A a YouTube going and everything again um but one of our second place contest our second place winner there uh Sleepy Ray with Blackbird Media is going to be an MC for our Day X rally along with uh Drew from Spiderland and these guys are great uh just great talented people. So we're going to have, we're trying to have a mix and bring in together, you know, artists in the community and everybody who, you know, who wants free press and understands what's going on. And so, so we're looking forward to having that. We will have, you know, speakers on music on day X and just really, and hopefully people, hopefully a crowd, you know, we do our best. It's so hard with really a blacked out media. I mean, we really do. You know, all of our events, everything comes. Uh, we send it to 60 members of the press every every single time we do something. Um, and the only time we had somebody show up is when Forrest Mommy was speaking to write a hit piece on her. So hopefully they show up again. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, so we're working on that. Another big thing that we're going to do, I don't know how much time I have here, is um, you know John Young with Cryptom.org just recently released stuff online that we can all write to the UK judge and mm-hmm. also um, make our own motion with the US judge. So Judy and our group has already written up, uh, you know, example letters for people to sign. So we're going to be pushing that as well. And we're hoping to really flood the UK before this hearing, you know, with our, with our opinions and, and just go on record there uh, to not extradite Assange. So we're working lots of different things going on in Denver, but those are some of the main things that we're working on right now.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yes, it is really hard. It's frustratingly hard to get people to come out for this, uh, cause. Unfortunately, I think it's, I think it's hard to get people to come out to protest for anything unless there's, um, some cataclysmic event that takes place or there's something that's really emotional that people get riled up about, um, uh, which we see happen all the time. But I think that, especially for this, I think what really the issue is just, I mean, there's the whole, um, decade plus smear campaign against Assange where people, Either And the blackout, like you just said, the media blackout. I think most the average American has never heard of Assange. And if they have, they are like, yeah, he's that WikiLeaks guy, right? It's like they don't really know who he is. Um, There's the smear campaign. But also I think that... um, the the idea of free speech and press freedom is so abstract to people and they don't recognize the way that it's being chipped away at because it's not like they came right out and took away your right to free speech right they've been kind of slowly chipping away at it over years um and so i don't think people are recognizing the real danger that it's under and so it is really difficult to get people to care but i'm glad that you're combining art with this because i mean artists are constantly censored right i mean these two issues go hand in hand there's no question about it so um uh, if you are an artist and you care at all about um you know keeping art free and uh you know uh, uncensored then you need this is an issue that you definitely need to care about but uh denver's always doing amazing stuff yeah if you want to follow um kendra um, or I guess the Denver group, I guess it's not necessarily Kendra's uh, personal page, but um, the Denver group is um, DNV J A on Twitter. Um, so you can follow them there and uh, join, the, as she just mentioned, they have an email list. I'm pretty sure Boston does too, um, if you sign up for that as well. Um, but they send out emails and I'm sure they'll have links to all of the stuff that they're doing and the different, uh, like the postcards and things like that. So it's easier for you to get. It. So I would highly recommend signing onto that, especially because- Social media doesn't like Assange stuff at all. Um, I've been heavily shadow banned. I know that both of you have too. Um, Any of my Assange tweets, uh, it's very difficult to get any traction on social media. So signing up for those email lists is a much easier way to get actual information. Okay, we got to take another quick break. Hang tight. We're going to be right back here on TNT.
2: (laughs) My baby's back from the West Coast. (laughs)
1: Hear those pictures that
2: you asked for for your school project? First day of school, cute as a button. (laughs) So long ago. Oh, here's Grandma Florence. After that flood wiped out the whole neighborhood. Mm. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe, and is the best way to protect that legacy. Ah, those (laughs) beans smell heavenly. Mm. Give Mom a little credit. (laughs) You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. Oh, thank you. At my dorm we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay. Smart. I'm coming to share with you guys. Protect your legacy. Plan for natural disasters today. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan.
1: Meet Norm. He lives with anxiety, but with the help of this latest innovation from Be Normal, he can be
0: normal. Just like everyone else. With the swipe of a finger, you can project happiness, confidence, machismo. Why settle for being real when you can be normal?
1: The normal Maker, new from Be Normal. This item doesn't really work because there's no such thing as normal. We're all different. What we like, how our brains work. In fact, one in five of us live with mental illness. Don't filter who you are.
0: Start by talking to someone you trust. And remember, there is no normal. This is the Misty Winston Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: All right, I'm here with my friends Kendra and Paula, who are incredible Assange activists. Hey, really quickly before we jump back into this, um, I just want to give a shout out to the London crew. If you watch the show or listen to the show at all regularly, you know that I talk about them a lot. They're fantastic. Um, They just recently went to the massive Palestinian march on Saturday and handed out over 5,000 flyers, which is amazing. And I think that we've seen a lot of Assange activists join in on those rallies um, and hand out information there as well. I mean, it really goes hand in hand. was all about exposing the military-industrial complex, exposing empire, um, exposing the war machine and we're seeing that play out in Palestine right now so I think that those two issues go uh really closely together and it's great to see Assange activists taking advantage of that and getting out there um and and the, the London crew is just amazing I love them so much they are fantastic um they have been at it for a very long time they're I mean they're in the streets um usually twice a week I think Wednesday and Saturdays they're out there uh, in various different locations they go to Trafalgar Square they go to Belmarsh um, they at, they're at Australia house on Wednesday Wednesdays. Um, so they're they're just really fantastic. So if you're in London, there is a firmly established Assange crew that you could join in on. Uh, and they're all over social media too. So it's easy to find them. Um, okay, let's also talk about Paula. I know that you started um uh <laughs> attempting to pressure some journalists, which is so Astonishing to me still. It shouldn't be, but it is astonishing to me that we have to pressure journalists to talk about the persecution of a journalist. But here we are. Um, and so you have been trying to um encourage, we will say, journalists to um uh commit to putting out at least one tweet in support of Assange. Why do you think it's so I mean, obviously, I think it's obvious they're they're not journalists, they're propagandists, they don't see themselves as Uh, the same as Julian Assange. But to me, I feel like there should be at least, especially now, there should be at least some who are willing to dissent and speak out against this. And it's just very frustrating that we can't get any of them to do so.
4: Yeah, I think that a lot of activists have been saying and thinking the same thing that, boy, I wish, you know, uh, more journalists would speak out. And so it's a hard thing for an activist to wrap their head around because you don't want it to come from. The activists. You want it to come from the journalists, and so I sent out a tweet um, just to the journalists who are already on board. Can you please tweet one Assange uh, tweet per day? Um, just just keep him out there because a genocide is going on, and they're busy writing and they're they're working overtime on Palestine and debunking everything that's going on and sharing information and it's really easy for Julian who's not in the news to slip through the cracks so I would like to see um if I may name them you know Max Blumenthal yes. Caitlin Johnson all these people that have a huge platform that are so do so much have done so much work for Julian if they could out of the I don't know 10 tweets per day if one of them could be for Julian even if it's say, this just have their one of their articles and free Julian Assange at the top um, is very very helpful because it keeps it trending. We've noticed that Julian Assange is trending in in all the countries now. So, and hopefully it'd be like a chain letter thing. Maybe they could uh, contact other journalists or on the fence and encourage them. Kind of like uh, it could be on it could be done privately rather than on, uh, online in public where they're trying to commit to getting more people on board to be vocal. And the thing that encouraged me was that Peter Hitchens tweet, he quote tweeted one of, uh, you know, the the London pictures of activists with Clara there. And I just thought it was really nice that it was a call out for journalists, especially to uh, start a campaign to free Julian.
1: Yes. And I, I saw that tweet as well. And he can be um, a little controversial, but Again, it's it's very frustrating to me when people um, uh, look at the messenger instead of the message. I, I don't care if you agree with him on everything. It's he's it, we need to. It's about Assange. It's about press freedom. And so, um, uh, yeah, I think that that was great. I would love to see. And what's very frustrating for me and Kendra, I think you and I have talked about this, um, but I mean. It, we know that the mainstream media journalists, I'm using that term very lightly, um, are probably not going to speak out. I think that each of them, um, at one time or another, uh, there's a great mashup, I think, that Orff did, Matt Orffala did, of uh, the various different mainstream media journalists who um, covered their ass, and they did like a quick little segment where they're like, oh, this is a threat to the First Amendment, we shouldn't do this. But that's it, right? They wanted to be able to um, have that clip where they could mm-hmm. say, look, I spoke out against this, I did my part. Um, but I think that that's all that we will see from them. I don't think that any of them are going to become advocates for Julian Assange, but even in independent media, Kendra. It is hard to get. And I mean, I'm I, I'm in the independent media space. I have friends there. And even I struggle to get even my friends to cover this on a regular basis. There's people like um, Indie News Network does a great job. Obviously, they're fantastic. I think that antiwar.com, Dave DeCamp covers everything Assange related. Obviously, if people like Kevin Gastola, I shouldn't have started naming names because now I'm going to feel bad for forgetting people. I'm sorry. Um, But there, it's, it's just it's really hard to get people to talk about this. And um, I don't know. It's just very frustrating, Kendra. You know, it is. And
3: one thing that I actually really appreciate about Peter Hitchens is he is not even that big of a fan of Julian Assange, but he realizes that it's the right thing to do. You know, I mean, and that's why I also love that, you know, John Young, who was a competitor of Assange's is like, hey, put me down as a co-defendant. You know, this is ridiculous. So those are people I really admire. I, I like that. You know, I mean, we actually got a little bit of grief from somebody for uh, supporting Paula's campaign with the journalists like under Mehdi Hassan you know I I don't he might not be my favorite person but heck he had you know the Shipton's on so yes, yes please say something you have a giant platform we need that and just to go back to to your one point about the um you know the the free Palestine cause like that's one thing that we're really hoping to uh, you know, Breach the Gap Together. I already put a, I have a note out to one of the activists there and they have agreed to share our uh, rally information and everything. And those guys are all open and knowledgeable. You know, they know about what WikiLeaks did. They know mm-hmm. about um, the information that Assange provided. And I can't imagine how Assange feels right now, um, facing the things that he's facing, seeing this open genocide happening when he, you know, he he gave the world information that could have, pre- could have prevented it basically so um so we're if we can make it happen um we'd love to have that group actually you know have a segment in our day x rally where they're where we're honoring these fallen journalists who have lost their lives bringing us the truth about what's going on there because there's now no doubt about what's going on there and people have had to give their lives for that that's intense you know and i think we need to you know we just need to support them and support assange and to your point like people who've already spoken out we know it's busy we know there's a lot of stuff going on but it's crunch time like it's yes. one tweet a day is not that much to ask you know just yeah. just put it out there and if everybody comes together like truman says who's done the yellow ribbons for assange in the uk always saying you know united we win and that is that's true you know, we have a chance here, which the resolution in the house, you know, day X coming up If everybody comes together. We really we really have a
1: good chance. We do. And that's what's um, I think uh, so far and again. I understand like I get it and um, I'm not trying to pick on Max here because listen Max Blumenthal is amazing he has always been supportive of us he uh, every event that we have in DC if he is in town he comes to our event it doesn't matter if there's five people there 20 people there 2,000 people there he does not care he shows up he is supportive and he will speak Um, he always if I reach out to him and ask him to share a tweet or to talk about a thing he does it Um, so I'm not trying to pick on him or any of these people these are are people who Caitlin Caitlin's an amazing supporter of Assange. By the way, speaking of Caitlin, if you have not watched her multimedia piece, it's called, I think it's just called The Wizard. Um it is incredible. It's very powerful. I cry every time I watch it. Uh it is and it's just amazing. But she's been a longtime supporter of his. Um and it's it sucks that we have to kind of um uh push on them to to be more supportive but we need them even more now than ever because it's difficult to get people to talk about this issue and you're right it's crunch time like we have um you know uh, like what a month and a day or something a month and a couple days or or whatever until the first court dates uh by the way if you're in london february 20th and 21st you need to get to the courthouse please uh request time off work get a babysitter whatever you need to do we need lots of bodies there if you can make it um if you cannot make it to london uh please follow candles for assange it's the number four uh alex hills does a great job she collects all of the because there there will be events taking place all over denver boston dc tulsa um seattle i'm sure we'll have something chicago will probably have something there will be events taking place all over um uh, and if you go to candles for Assange, she has a uh, thread where she tweets out all of the different global events that are taking place so it's easier for you to find but yeah we just it's uh it really is crunch time and there's so much going on uh i mean obviously there is a full-on genocide taking place there's a situation with russia and ukraine taiwan's on the back burner there's, um, you know, the stuff that's going on in Argentina, there's the stuff that's going on in Colombia. There's, I mean, there's a lot happening right now. And Assange is very much getting, um, lost in the mix. And that's genuinely unfortunate because, and I know <laughs> I say this all the time, but if we lose this, we can't fight for anything else. If you can't speak, you cannot fight for anything that you care about. Um, mm-hmm. so to me, this is, uh, kind of the frontline fight. At least that's the way I feel about it. I'm sure that you would both agree with me, but, um, uh, so, Okay. What else? Uh, oh, let's talk about, um, Paula, you mentioned that, um, or you sent me a DM about um, uh, Halo's uh, uh, trifold or bifold that she's got. I forget which one. Um, Halo has been on this show before. So I'm sure uh, some of our viewers may be aware of her, but she's uh, in Tulsa. So if you're in the Tulsa area, she's your girl, but she also does a lot of amazing stuff. How can people get a hold of her trifold that she's got made up? Oh, I guess I'll have to
4: contact Halo, but um her, her her trifold was specific to Oklahoma. So it listed all the um the reps in Oklahoma, but that trifold probably could be adjusted to um, you know, to do your own um, you know, edited for your own representatives. But you know, Halo does such amazing work and she really focuses on her community, on her state, you know, yeah. getting the word out, like posting, like posting signs everywhere and her actions and her of course her kits that she sends out um, she's really good at uh, organizing in that way so yeah so people they're so activists are doing so much at this point and it's not it's like asking the journalists that are doing so much it's not like we're critical we're just asking them to to go above and beyond and yeah. because basically you have to put yourself in his shoes, because yeah. you know it's it it's time is really critical now. So Halo's doing great work, and Batiz is doing great work. She hosted that um, that uh, uh, Milwaukee Sunday Forum with Ray McGovern, and she took the postcards, she printed postcards, and stamped them, and put them on individual seats in the audience, so everybody would go home with a postcard to send out. So it's little things like that. It's like how can we make an action, even, you know, have further reach.
1: Yeah. Give, and make I mean, it easy for people. I mean, that's really, I think key because I think a lot of people um, who have never engaged in anything like that before um, at least the people I've spoken to they don't know where to start I think most people have no idea well who do I call who do I write what do I say Um, where do I send it I think that that can be a little bit overwhelming for people and you're right Halo by the way you can follow Halo on Twitter at Halo Benson you can reach out to her she will be happy to do whatever you need for her to do she's amazing like that Um, but she's great at making things as you mentioned she does the activism in a box which we've had around the show to talk about that before but it's like a box she will send out that has uh buttons and postcards and informational flyers and all of that stuff in it uh and it's just it just makes it super easy for people to get started uh, a phone list with a um a little script for what you should say when you call your representatives and all of that so yeah she's fantastic at that so um okay Ladies, what else should, uh, we've mentioned a lot of things that people can do. What, uh, is there anything else that we're missing um, in terms of as we're moving up to day X? Uh, I think uh, as we just mentioned with the journalists, if you have a favorite content creator, reach out to them Mm -hmm. nicely, politely and say, hey, can you do a show on Assange? Um, if, If they wanna reach out to any one of us, Um, I will be happy to try to get them uh, a a cool guest I'm sure that Gabriel Shipton would be willing to do some shows I'm sure that Stella might be able to be willing to do some shows Uh, maybe John would be willing to do some shows there's people who um, or even somebody like a Kevin Gastola, who's been covering the case uh, from like before (laughs) day one you know what I mean Um, so but is there anything else what else what else can people do? Well, just
3: just to touch on two points real quick that um, just kind of came up is one, like bringing up what Halo's done with the community. I think that is so important. And a big shout out to Mike Chappelle and our committee, uh, he came on board during the home run for Julian event, and I just really credit him with all of this growth that we've had with music and artists. And you know, he's the hippest friend I have, and he remembers how things. But I mean, he's retired, you know, <laughs> but I mean, he really is, and he you know remembers how things built up in the '60s and stuff. And so it's through that work with the community where you can really start to you know grow. That that word of mouth is huge, and I have yeah. run entire thing off of a GK Chesterton quote, which is anything worth doing is worth doing badly. And so that's one thing is just don't be nervous. Like you don't have to be an expert on the case to just know that this is affecting your free press, you know, and call your reps. They get they should be on speed dial. We were told mm-hmm. by Diana to get staff that they rarely have the public come and talk to them, you know, and Denver reps, it is there behind security guards. You can't go, they ignore the meeting requests. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's intense. So so get those people on speed dial and they represent you. You have the right to talk to them. You have the right to call them. So I would say just with any of these actions, don't be nervous. Or even if you are nervous, that's fine. Do it badly. Have your voice shaking when you first t- when you first call and it'll just start to go better. It'll just it, it gets easier and easier and courage, yes. you know, it's contagious. And it's also a muscle. You know, you've got to use it for it to get bigger.
1: Yeah. 100%. Paula, do you have anything to add to that?
4: Oh, boy, I was going to close with the same thing. I mean, the two campaigns are, I mean, seriously, the like uh, HR 934. And so happy that Kendra mentioned the Krypton uh, information on the doc number that we can campaign or, or send letters to the UK courts and the US courts. That's a good one. And I can't say, I, same what Kendra said. Do not be afraid to call your reps. Get a list. You know, I will, if you contact me at Assange Boston um, at gmail.com, I'll send you. I'm starting with the Progressive Caucus. I have 57. Yep just start with them and make the phone calls and you're gonna get either a machine or staff. They're happy to hear what you have to say. Doesn't matter if you're a constituent, you know, just make the phone call and just say, we would like them to support H Resolution 934. It's important yep. to freedom."
1: yeah and be be relentless be polite like don't be a jerk about it that doesn't help anybody but be relentless call them often Um, let let them like make them remember your name like make sure that those interns remember who you are and when they hear your voice they're like oh yeah I know what you're calling about make it like that I mean we need to be absolutely relentless here so um, ladies thank you for coming on the show you know I love you both so much Um, I'm so glad you were able to come on you're both welcome back anytime we're gonna have lots of us on shows leading up to day X Um, so I'll be back tomorrow with another show for you Jeremy Kuzmirov will be here to talk about his book on Bill Clinton. Um, as Julian Assange says, learn, challenge, act now, and don't go anywhere. Timothy Shea is right after this here on today's news talk.